you gotta mix a little pleasure with a little pain at times and vice versa so that you don't get spoiled what's going on world this thing ain't no baby no more damn right it's an adult episode 18 That's Vital Podcast. You can sometimes lose your own life getting caught up in the identity or the identities of others' lives by being in close enough proximity to certain types of people, certain types of personalities. Subtly, their ideals begin to become your ideals. Their thoughts tend to all of a sudden start to become your thoughts. The way that they move starts to become how you move to a degree. So if they're limited in the things they think and believe, and you're constantly in their proximity, their limiting capabilities now possess the ability to invade your philosophy, dropping your intelligence down to a different level of frequency. Ed Milet explained identity this way. He said, identity works like an internal thermostat. If your internal thermostat is set at 75 degrees, you know, you operate, you function at 75 degrees, you get around some people that they they don't necessarily function at 75, they might function at 60. You get around them for a little bit of time, all right, that might not change your temp. But if you're around them constantly, eventually your temperature is going to begin to drop. As you find commonality with these individuals, you're going to find common ground in your temperature. So your temperature might begin to drop from 75 down to 65. On the other side of the spectrum, though, if you're a 75 degree, nothing wrong with 75 degrees, and you find yourself hanging out more with people whose internal temperature is set at 80 or 85, you know, now your temperature is going to climb the more you're around that person. Your standards are going to raise. You're going to start thinking different. And as a result, you're going to start to move different identity is who i choose to be irrespective of what anyone else outside of me may see your identity your self-image your perception of self is whatever you choose to make of it the only way to find your true identity is to silence the voices of they and i'm not referring to that community that identifies as they although i fully support the idea of identifying as they because they to a degree represent those who are honest with themselves enough to say you know what i don't know what my identity is because everything about me that i believed about me was taught to me from people external of me so i never got a fair shake at discovering me so right now i'm in the rebuilding phases of my life i'm constructing a new me a true me the me i choose to be and it don't look like a structure yet because i'm building it might look like shit at the moment it's because i'm building but i got a vision in mind i got a blueprint you may not necessarily see it and that's cool the vision i'm holding wasn't given to you once this new self-image this new identity of mine is complete then i'll be able to be identified with this thing but until then the only thing i can truly identify with right now if i be honest with myself is they because this ain't me this is a constructed this is a ghetto building that was put together by other folk who believed they knew what was best for me but the reality of the situation is no one can know what's best for me except for me because no one's living this existence of being me except for me they simply represent a combination of egos ideologies perspectives personalities and traits that were dumped upon you and i to create us we who we are you know that old saying it takes a village to raise a child starts with your parents started with your parents 
Whether they were there or not, you got their traits. You inherited them naturally by way of biology, DNA, all that stuff that was in them naturally was passed down into you. You didn't have to see some of it in order for it to latch on and become part of your nature. Other caretakers, you've got teachers and schools. When you think about the school system, it's never, it was not speaking on behalf of all, but for many of us, if you grew up in the public school system, the way it was set up was like a one size fits all where if the child to whom life is new to, mind you, because they're a child, they're coming to school to learn. If they didn't understand what was being taught, the fault wasn't on the part of the instructor unless it was a general consensus agreed upon by all or most of the class. It wasn't on the school's curriculum. No, the problem was that child. They now were considered and still now to this day for some are considered autistic. They now were considered to have a learning disability because some suck ass teacher couldn't teach the stuff in a way that they could understand it in a way that was tasty or palatable for their little small mental palates during the hopeful entertaining years of their little lives they'll be back but for now they're growing up with this limiting belief because of what the adults say because what the adults say is gospel what the adults say must be true because the adults said it the issue unbeknownst to many and unbeknownst to them may not have been with them it may have been with the sorry ass instructors who instructed them and I don't say that to say that every one of their instructors was a bad instructor. Just speaking on behalf of those who were bad instructors. It may have been with the bullshit one size fits all curriculum that they, the instructors, were forced to follow. So it may not have been the instructor's fault at all. Regardless, they who in the past helped to form, along with they who are currently helping to form defects and deformities, sadly misshaping the identities of many. Not the case for all, in case someone didn't hear me. The ACE test, the Adverse Childhood Experiences test, is a test that was originally performed by the CDC. It was also performed by Kaiser. It's a 10-question examination that determines the level of trauma that an individual experienced as a child growing up. Whether it was physical abuse, verbal abuse, emotional abuse, sexual abuse, parents who were divorced, Parents who were addicted to substances, parents who were arrested, domestic violence, relatives that were killed, different variables that may have contributed to the trauma that the examinee may have experienced during their upbringing. Basically, the test works off a number scale. So, for example, if you score four or more, you're said to have an increased risk of seven out of the top 10 leading causes of death. If you score six or more, you have a 1,200% higher risk of committing suicide. Individuals in that scoring bracket are said to have a higher risk of depression, addiction, virtually anything negative. Those that score on this side of the spectrum are said to be those type of individuals who typically wind up being placed by they in a cage, prison cell. They don't care enough to evaluate, consider, and rehabilitate those individuals brains to help those individuals to become a more suitable fit for society a better fit for the collective whole Fyodor Dostoevsky once said that the degree of civilization in a society can be judged by entering its prisons a society ought not be judged by the way it treats its outstanding citizens but by the way it treats its criminals the pessimistic mind is a mind of confusion it's a mind of frustration and as a result of misunderstanding it doesn't know reason because it's never been conditioned to be reasonable 
It embraces and holds dearly to its fight or flight animalistic nature. Those naturally inherent survival instincts. It's borderline barbaric. It has a deep adherence to emotion. It doesn't offer grace because it's wrapped up in emotions. It's an emotional mind. The emotional mind craves sympathy. An emotionally guided operator is an ego-driven operator. Ego can also be looked at as external governing order. It's people outside of you, people, things, circumstances outside of you that cause you to move in a certain way, that disturb your peace, your sanity, your sanctity, your sanctimonious harmony with yourself. When you can see a clear path in your life, it ain't up to others to scrutinize your walk, to bring distraction to your intended course of action. What are your intentions? What are they tied to? Who are they tied to? Are they governed by others or are they governed by you? If your intentions are never to hurt, harm, or do harm to others, and never is it your intention to do harm to you, and if you find reasonable reason within yourself for how you move, then you need to move in the way you feel inclined to, the way that you truly desire to move, the way that your inner spirit is telling you to move, something that you feel strongly within yourself or you know within your heart to be true, you ain't gotta explain it to anybody else. When you start explaining, you're letting ego control you. And if it ain't controlling you internally, it's controlling you externally. Ego says you gotta adopt my philosophy, this philosophy, and move how I move, move this way. Not only that, I gotta know that you've adopted this philosophy. You gotta prove to me that you've adopted this philosophy by how you move. That's ego. Ego demands proof all the time. Ego has to see it in order to believe it. Ego sometimes is like behavioral modification for sensible, reasonable individuals. Ego comes in to rob you of your joy. It comes in to steal and kill your happiness, your optimism. Shattering your dreams and blurring your vision. Watching you, I just kept thinking how unbelievably big your uh, ego must be. Oh my god. What the hell? What? Oh. oh, damn the devil! Damn the devil to hell! Cults operate by way of an ego system. <laughs> an ego system. Not an ecosystem, but an ego system. A system of empowerment, guilt, and order. To get you in, they'll give you a philosophy of empowerment. Make you feel good. Make you feel like any and everyone outside of this is missing out. And you're a better individual as a result of being part of this. You could turn your nose up with this pompous ass attitude at all who dare not to be part of this. Because what's going on here is great. And as a result of being a part of this, you know more. You know better than them. You know better than everyone else. To keep you there, a philosophy of guilt. Subtle indoctrination. So that they're not actually keeping you there by way of physical force or literal death threats. But your belief that if you leave, you'll achieve nothing in life, probably even lose your life, and be doomed to an eternal damnation. Hell. Finally, to convert your thinking and your movements, they're gonna give you a specific order to follow. Be mindful, because not every cult happens to be a radical, ritualistic, robe-wearing, ceremonial, you-can-never-leave-here type of organization. Oh no, nah, you can come and go as you please. Just don't lose this philosophy. Keep this philosophy in your heart. Take it wherever you go. Trust in and believe in this philosophy alone. The mind relax. The body reacts. Flow is an immersive state where actions and thoughts synchronize harmoniously propelling individuals closer to their innate potential. Nurturing this state requires a gentle release of rigidity and complete surrender to the moment. 
It's a state of embracing your own experience without the shackles or chains of overanalysis. Overthinking is the arch nemesis of flow. It's like dense clouds of thought full of ego-driven emotions. Ready to rain on and rain over your day. It's obscuring to your intuitive sunlight. It prevents it from shining. It prevents your illuminating rays of clear insight from penetrating your consciousness. Relax. When you relax, you realize. When you relax, you begin to see things through the lens or lenses of real eyes. Through the lens of a single pair of eyes. Your eyes. Not someone else's eyes. Not someone else's perspective. Your own perspective. There's a very thin line between patience and panic. And when you're not operating on the side of the spectrum that aligns with patience, defaultably you're moving in a state of panic. Panic demands immediate results. Panic can cause you to operate in frantic fashion. Never let other egos entrap you. Don't allow what they say to get to you, to shape, mold, and dictate what you do and how you move. They may not function at the same level of truth within themselves that you do. Your identity should never be tied to your community because identity is individuality. Identity is inside of me and never external of me. Ego is everyone and everything external of a singular individual, a singular identity that's competing for the attention and full focus of that identity. Ego demands that the scale be tilted in its favor. It doesn't respect identity. It doesn't see it as a 50-50 mutuality. It only focuses solely on the benefits that it itself is going to receive. A mind headed toward the direction of better is just a mind moving away from fear, away from insecurity. A mind bold enough to step out on faith, real faith, true faith, is a mind moving towards the direction of peace. Believing is breaking through the next ceiling. Woke is nothing more than having a higher sense of alertness, a higher sense of awareness, a deeper sense of understanding through this higher sense of alertness and awareness. It's having a renewed sense of awareness, a deeper level of awareness. In order to ascend higher, you gotta look deeper. You gotta go deeper. What you wanna achieve will be contingent upon the depth or degree to which you seek true understanding. You don't just find gold digging in the woods or lying out on some rocks by the beach. Gold, just like diamonds, just like other valuable elements, have to be searched for by digging deep. Put some emphasis on that, P. <laughs> My bad. When you desire pleasure at its pinnacle, even for a moment, you want to go deep. When you become aware of the light that exists within you And that light reveals to you what is really true There aren't any chances for you to be misguided after that It's time you embrace your inner darkness It's time you traveled into the dark inner recesses of you Taking a more detailed observation of you Understanding you, discovering that light Not the superficial light, but the light within the light that's purpose is to be used to see the darkest inner chambers of you. This light serves as your eternal governing order. This light, if you'll allow it to, will guide you into all truth regarding you. The only way to discover this light is a deeper look within. Life requires energy. It requires conscious contribution given to the collective consciousness. It requires offering, 
Sacrifice. You gotta mix a little pleasure with a little pain at times. More to come regarding this topic on the next episode. 